right now I wanted to bring in uh, my next guest uh, to talk about self-serve lottery terminals. They're expected to roll out in Ontario next year. This is raising some concerns because being self-serve, um, how this could uh, affect those people who have a gambling addiction, obviously gives them more access what safeguards are in place uh, for having uh, these self-serve systems, which basically look like vending machines. So you go and you put in your money, you get your lottery ticket. Um, you could be doing it over and over again, and there'd be no one there to say, sir, madam, you've been here 10 times already, uh, or anyone that could give you any information about gambling addiction. Uh, I wanted to bring in my next guest. He's Andrew Kim, assistant professor at Toronto Metropolitan University and chair of the Canadian Psychological Association's Addiction uh, Center. Thank you so, sorry, Addiction Psychology Section. I apologize for that, uh, Andrew. Uh, welcome to the program, Andrew. Uh, thank you for having me, Rabina. So what's your reaction uh, to these self-serve lottery terminals coming out? I mean, if you take a look at the pictures, they look kind of like vending machines where you get a pop at the hockey arena. Uh, tell me what your uh, what your reaction is to these. Yeah, so I was a bit surprised. Um, I think this is part of what's going on with the increased availability and accessibility of gambling that's been happening here in Ontario, um, Canada, and around the world. And I think this is just one other example of how accessible gambling is becoming to Ontarian and Canadian adults. And this does uh, raise questions of how these um, uh, terminals, 1,400 of them uh, at select retail locations are expected by 2023, how the OLG is, uh, is going to protect those individuals who may be addicted to gambling. Um, what is your recommendation? Uh, how can we protect individuals from, uh, from not getting, uh, if, for those who suffer from a gambling addiction, to not get, not having access to these? Yeah, so one of the things I was really curious about is they mentioned they're going to have safeguards and tailored responsible gambling messaging. I'm curious what that looks like. As you mentioned, these kiosk terminals look like vending machines, mm -hmm. right? And are they going to be attractive to perhaps um, teenagers or children or someone who's not of legal age? And they said they would have age verification, but what does that actually look like if there's no one there to check ID? Um, and so I'm, I'm really curious as to what the safeguards are. The other potential danger that I see is that um, I know with lottery tickets, you can buy them online now too, right? So people who have a gambling problem, they can buy lottery tickets in the comfort of their own home. Um, but now if you're out and about and say you're someone who's trying to recover from gambling, right, and you don't want to gamble anymore, you're out and about, you're at a grocery store or whichever retailer these kiosks are being rolled out, and you see a gambling machine, right, you see a lottery terminal, that could be triggering, I would say. And so I'm just curious as to what the responsible gambling strategies or what the mitigation strategies are for um people to protect people who may be vulnerable to the harms of these machines. 
Yeah, I have a, a friend who's been very public about his gambling addiction, and uh, we were at a uh, function, and there was a raffle, and he happened to win, and he didn't even really mean to enter the raffle. Uh, it was just something mm-hmm. that happened automatically when you bought your ticket. Uh, they enter you into this raffle, so it wasn't clear uh, to him that he was going to be entered into it. And he actually gave the the prize away because he said that you know really any game of chance is really he really should not be participating because that opens up. Um, the floodgates, so to speak, uh, for him to get back into gambling addiction, which has got him into a lot of financial trouble. And so to your point there that, you know, those individuals who may not expect to see that machine um, all of a sudden maybe sitting there and, and they're on their own and they can they can easily go in and, and purchase that. Um, do you think that they should rethink these machines? I mean, what's the purpose of them? Why, why would we even need to have self-serve lottery tickets available to us? Uh, convenience, um, advertisement. I don't know exactly what the spending machines are going to look like, but my guess is they're going to be pretty flashy. They're, they're going to catch your eye, right? And so um, people who have problems with gambling, they're more drawn to gambling-related advertisements, right, just out and about. And it just, I think, also reminds people that, you know, the next draw might be happening, I imagine it's going to tell you what the next jackpot is. And I could see with 1,400 plus kiosks, and if they're, again, I'm going to assume they're going to be in very high visible places, it's going to increase sales, right? To what extent? I'm not sure. Um, People can gamble on their cell phones, but they're not constantly getting advertisements if you're just on your phone. But if you're out and about and you see these flashy machines, yeah, I think it's going to increase sales. And also, if you have a problem, right, with gambling, there could be some of that shame and guilt. And it might be hard for you to go up to a person to actually buy the tickets. How easier would it be to just go to an anonymous machine? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're speaking to Andrew Kim. He's assistant professor at Toronto Metropolitan University and chair of Canadian Psychological Association's Addiction Psychology Section. Um, Andrew, I wanted to ask you if someone is suffering right now from gambling addiction or has a gambling problem and has now recognized it, what can they do to reach out and get some help? Yeah, so I'm not sure if people are aware of this, but Ontario does provide free um, treatment for individuals with problem gambling. And there are great treatment centers available. And if you are in need of help, um, I would say you're not alone. Um, And you can reach out to Connects Ontario and find a problem gambling center or someone that can help you near you. Okay, that's very good advice. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today, Andrew, on the program, for bringing uh, this story, putting some context around the story of what it could actually mean to those people who are suffering from problem gambling, from gambling addiction, um, and what we should be looking out for um, if if we do feel that our gambling is becoming problematic and how we can seek that help. Andrew, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That's Andrew Kim. He's assistant professor at Toronto Metropolitan University and chair of the Canadian Psychological Association's Addiction Psychology Section, speaking to us about the OLG rolling out 1,400 self-serve lottery terminals uh, where you can get your lottery tickets uh, like you get your 
bag of chips or a pop when you go watch your kids play hockey or, you know, at, at, at an arena, which we often see. And I know, um, as Andrew pointed out, that my kids get so excited when they see a vending machine, even though that those products are still available at the grocery store. It's just the vending machine and the whole idea of putting money in and seeing it drop and all that is really exciting to them. So that is absolutely a concern because these play, these machines may be placed in areas where young kids can easily get access to them. I'm Rabina Ahmed-Huck, and this is On Point.